Welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Thaddeus Shane McKee. Slap it, Pappy Wayne Wayne. <laughs> On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce, boss of Indianapolis, and the last broke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan, everybody. You ready, Indianapolis? <laughs> That's a terrible catchphrase. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Ready for what? Is that, is that I mean, your all-star catchphrase? So, so I'm like halfway in between. Like I'm trying to do a new catchphrase every time until yeah. I find a good one, but I never think ahead. And so I get until the music's playing, yeah. and I pull some garbage out. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I'm giving. You noticed <laughs> <laughs> catchphrase out of necessity. That's what you're going with. Yeah, I think there'll be gold one of these times. Okay. Though. Uh, very special guest with us, first time in studio. Uh, now I've only seen your your Instagram handle, but you go by Rob. Yep, Rob. Rob, Rob, Rob Sloan. Yep. Tattoo artist, artist, uh, muralist, uh, an entrepreneur. Thank you, thank you, Rob Sloan. Welcome to the program. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, glasses are stolen. No. <laughs> oh, I didn't wear them up there. No, you did. It's the first time I've seen them. I didn't mean to surprise hey, you with the glasses. It's a good surprise, though. We should give. <laughs> we should have like a, a. Well, there's some over there if you like to. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the welcome to the show. Uh, we met at a mutual friends uh, network at our friend Stretch, the home stretch, uh, friend of the show. Uh, who's actually helping us off off camera right now today? Yeah, uh, we were at a network a networking uh, mixer, and I am. Uh, it's not my strong suit. Is networking is not my strong suit. Like I'm good at this. Yeah. I'm good at cooking, and I'm good at like asking direct questions. Well, you're great at cooking. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. amazing show. But put me put me in like a, a foreign situation, trying to trying to schmooze with people I don't know. I'm not good at it. But I talked to we talked and we had a good conversation. Uh, Stretch kept coming up to me and like pushing me into talking to me. He was like, you need, here, come here. You need to meet this guy. But I feel like me and you were just kind of hanging out. I was like, ah, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm a tattoo artist. And started, started looking at some of your artwork and stuff. And I was like, man, we got to have this guy on the program. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so tell me about your, you have a, you have a shop on the West side. Well, it's, it's not my shop. I work there though. Okay. Um, it's the owner, Dreamer. He's really talented. He gave me a lot of inspiration over the years. How long you been doing it for? Tattooing? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in my 15th year. Oh, wow. 15th year. Yeah. I started in high school. I was 17 when I first picked up a tattoo machine. That How is, does that start, though? Uh, Probably in ways that it shouldn't have, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Yeah. But uh, I got my first tattoo when I was 14. When you were 14 years yeah, old? Yeah, I was 14. And uh, the person who did it gave me a little brochure. Because yeah. back then, when you ordered tattoo supplies, they send you brochures because they didn't have a website. Mm. So oh. they had to send brochures out with every order so you can know what to get next time, maybe, if you wow. order from them. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how it started. And did you get in trouble for that tattoo? No, nah, my, my mom it was in a motorcycle club, and she had a lot of tattoos. And so she's uh, like, it's she about was, time. Yeah, my <laughs> mom was really different. Um, she was very open to everything that I wanted to do as long as I was respectful towards her. Mm. It, it, everything was fine as long as I showed her respect. Yeah, where was the tattoo? 
This this one right here, the clown with guns. Oh, <laughs> your first one. This was respectful. That's yeah. you. That's fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. That's amazing. I was the first person in Warren with a tattoo, and then yeah, fourteen year old respecting his mom. <laughs> yep, with clown with a clown with guns on his arm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what'd she say? Uh she she actually helped me pick it out. Oh, she. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom is different. What year? What year did you graduate? Oh wait. Oh, okay. So, like, I mean, I, I feel like I've seen, I'm a little bit older, but I've seen tattoos, I feel like, a completely, like, completely changed, even within my lifetime. Like, I was thinking, I, so I went to, a, I had to stop by the drive-thru yesterday on my way to work, and the lady that handed me the food had, like, stars tattooed on her face, and, <laughs> and whatever, but I was like, man, I used to know... I used to know some girls that were like, they would get like face tattoos and they're like, well, I guess I'm a stripper for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, like, 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 there's only, like there was a point where if you had like face tattoos, you could work at a tattoo shop or be like a stripper, a carny or something. But like, there was nothing you ever wanted. Yeah, yeah. You were, and I feel like now I feel like the rest, I feel like the service industry just needs people so badly. They're like, I don't care. If you have like you know a devil on your face, like I'm on there, you need somebody to serve these <laughs> hot RB sandwiches. <laughs> Dang, yeah, it has, it has changed a lot. Uh, I think a lot of it, the change came from artists actually becoming better artists. Mm. You know, if it wasn't a like, because before when I first started, there wasn't that many great artists. Now there's a lot of them. It's kind of hard to stand out now compared to mm, yeah, 15, 15 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, it was easy to stand out if you was talented back then. I feel like I feel like tattoo artists there's almost like a kind of cult of personality around them, you know, where it's just like well, we were talking about it cuz I was like I was like, yeah, like like, like, Dad, you don't have any tattoos, right? Yeah, because I want to go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not to, I'm not trying to burn out here in the streets. I'm not trying to go to hell. <laughs> so, Dad doesn't have any. Uh, I only have one, which was like a. It looked like, like you ain't making it. <laughs> just, just one drop. What's it now? What if it's Jesus? What if I got Jesus on me? I mean, I don't care. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think the clown with guns cancels out Jesus. I don't care Jesus what it is. kill the clown. Yeah. All right, let's. let's. <laughs> Even if it says save me, you're going to hell. <laughs> okay, I'm not strict on that. <laughs> but uh, but we were talking about how like. I guess I'm not in that world because I don't, but like my friends that have like a lot of tattoos, like the, the reverence of these tattoo artists is like, it's kind of like being a celebrity sometimes Yeah, people like, you know, and then like, I like, I was like looking at your website and I was looking at all this stuff and I was like, very professional. Just like, you got to hit me up for this consultation. We got to do this. And I was like, I was like, oh man, like I can see where the mystique comes through. Like, you know, like I'm an artist. My time, like I try to do that as a comedian and be like, look, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to do a consultation before you book me. I'm like, no, I'll just show up wherever. <laughs> well, you like, know, I, I don't even. If I had it my way, I wouldn't even do it like this. Yeah, the, the only reason why is because people will play with your time if you don't demand some Absolutely. type of respect mm. for it. You know, yeah, people will abuse your time for sure. Yeah, yeah. and the and. People don't realize that as you get older, that becomes more and more crucial. You know, like I feel yeah. like every year my time becomes more and more important to me. And like, just like little things is like being flaky, you know, people like, I think that's maybe like a younger generation thing too. It's like, 
I grew up without a cell phone. You know, like I remember, like if you said you had to be somewhere, you better be there. You know? But you know, it's really crazy. At least when it comes to tattoos, maybe because it's the younger generation wants them more. Mm. They typically don't play about their appointments. Yeah, like I got a couple like younger clients that are for real about being on time and. I would never ask for discounts and stuff like that. Mm. But then I tattoo some people around my age and then they, you know, act a little different. I liked on there that you were like, uh, everything's a custom piece. You're like, <laughs> I'm not doing little hearts and butterflies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I got to actually personally know you to do something like that. And how long did you do stuff like that? Like how long before you were like, I'm not doing that anymore? Honestly, like 10 or 11 years into tattooing I was doing what anybody wanted I didn't have a um, any type of restrictions on anything mm. yeah what is it flash is that what it's called if you like pick uh, I was worse than that it didn't even have to be flash you could literally screenshot some anything on google and I'll throw my best shot at it I'll mm. try to get it done yeah wow yeah. wow wow you, you you probably have some regrets out there is that I don't really try to look at it that way okay cool yeah because I mean there's a growing Everybody got to grow. Thing right. It's yeah. just like, that's what happened. Yep. I always tried my best. So that that's what made me feel better. Even back when I first started and they was really horrible yeah. tattoos. <laughs> yeah, when you're 17, yeah. you know, you're just. They shouldn't have came to somebody in high school for a tattoo. So that's <laughs> right, how I that's, feel better about it. <laughs> oh, I love that. There, I, I feel like I saw that on the show. Like some guy got mad. He's like, like this sucks. He's like, yeah, you went to a high school or what did you yeah, expect? I charged you fifteen dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a German Shepherd and a Rottweiler outside the room, just barking <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> that was your protection back then. How, yeah, that, yeah, for real. <laughs> how long? Because there is no. I mean, there's not a. You didn't go to tattoo school necessarily. Like, you, I assume most of it's kind of self-taught and self and and some apprenticeship. When do you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm a professional tattoo artist now? Oh, I. I felt that way as soon as I started working into a shop, working okay. at a shop. Yeah, it didn't take me long to feel that way because I, I was tattooing out of my house for almost six years before I started into a shop. Oh, wow. And did a whole lot of self-learning, and I just realized that that wouldn't get me further quicker. Mm. It would just be like a slow slow grinding game doing it that way. Now, I, like when I looked at your uh, like your Instagram, you have a very specific and unique style like of lettering that that you do but then i also saw a bunch of portraits are those portraits on there yours too yep yep i love doing portraits um i i love doing all types of letters but the reason why i stuck with calligraphy is because um i really feel like i work at the best shop in indianapolis mm. and i didn't start doing calligraphy until i started working at the artistry room okay and i, I picked up calligraphy so i could stand out mm. amongst some heavy hitters Mm. Yeah. You, you you did a piece in a store somewhere it's like a mural and it's like a portrait and it's got the calligraphy over it oh the nap for nothing story. yeah and yeah, maxi shout out maxi uh it's amazing i was like that i was like i was like man is he got someone helping him with that it's oh, like, no, two <laughs> unexpected full days i didn't think it would take that long but we got it done though. it's really dope what it, it to me is it seems to be like two kind of completely different styles of 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 graphic art you know like i again i just not like I, i'm an artist in other ways but definitely not the fine art so when someone can draw and make it look exactly like a person that's like witchcraft to me oh you know, no like, that, that chicken and waffle was fine arts right there <laughs> though that was some fine hey. Arts. <laughs> hey. um so do, do you have your stuff on like on t-shirts and, and sweatshirts and stuff as well 
that's coming soon. Uh, I actually just I'm working out a agreement with someone right now. Okay. Uh, but all all the murals, paintings, calligraphy is still kind of relatively new. I wasn't doing none of this before I started working at the artistry room. Oh, okay. That kind of tied it all together. And- yeah, well, uh, Dreamer actually purchased the Dreamer's the owner of the artistry room. Mm. Uh, he purchased the canvas that I had saved on my Instagram because I liked it a lot, and he actually bought the original. Oh, wow. So I'm walking through the shop the first week, and I saw it, and it was a calligraphy piece. And then later I found a seminar, and I just felt like I could really use it. That's awesome. We had we had one uh uh other muralist on before and it's 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 a very interesting world to me. Like the only thing that I kind of knew about it is uh did you did you hear about the muckrock controversy a couple years ago? No, I haven't. It was like um some LA based artist that comes and like she's got real popular and people she'll come in and people she'll throw up She'll hit like I don't know ten places in a in a weekend or something like that, and do these do these pop up murals Rack or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then and then fly back out to L A or whatever. And it was very um, divisive because it was like, well, why aren't you hiring indie artists? And then the question is like, well, how come indie artists don't have a platform to have a name like that? You know, it was kind of like back and forth. And I was like, oh man, it's a whole world of tea I don't even know about. Well, I, I feel like some of the people that were saying that were. Uh I don't want to label them as anything, but they're most likely misguided. A lot of artists in general, uh, especially in Indianapolis, because we steal things from other places. Mm. A lot of Indianapolis isn't original, you know, so yeah. we're kind of slow to pick up things. And a lot of people in every type of aspect of life don't push themselves as hard as they could. So a lot of that is because the people that hired her mm. couldn't find local talent matching her level. Mm. And if there was, like, L.A. where it's talent everywhere, you know, they would be able to pick from two handfuls of people. Well, and I think to me in the muck rock thing, like, I like to support local things as well. But she was, like, finding opportunities. So she was going into places and, like, you know, like, doing a wall in somebody's, like, taco shop or something like that. So, like, those opportunities still exist out there. There's mm. hundreds of places that don't have a mural in their building. You and know, a lot of like, people don't. I'm oh, sorry, uh, but yeah. a lot of people don't like to. They put they overvalue themselves, mm. and to where they don't want to do anything for free or for a discount. And that's what got me out there fast because I was so willing to put a piece of me on any wall I can. And I let, was willing let it to speak work. for itself. Yeah, I was willing to work it out with whoever just for the opportunity. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you, you say you're like, you stay up to like 4 a.m. Sometimes just drawing. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, it's not crazy. I'm not trying to diagnose you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do take therapy, so it might be something wrong with it. But, <laughs> but you still enjoy it. You still enjoy drawing outside of, outside of, I guess, work. Yeah. So yeah. I found a passion inside of a passion and I just honestly want to exploit it the most I can while I can. So that, that's the reason why, you know, a lot of people make their own habits, but don't realize how powerful that could be. Mm. So I, I feel like I literally created a habit for myself to where I don't feel right without doing it. Okay. So like, what does that session look like? You're like, Hey, I'm about to go draw. Like you say goodbye to the kids. You go to the room. Oh no, they're doing it with me. We oh, got, really? yeah, they paint a lot too. Uh, they draw a lot. Uh, I, a lot of times when I paint, if it's during the day, like when they're up, I 
have them paint too or draw. Yeah. Oh, that's that's dope. Yeah, I keep, keep them involved. That's awesome. I got a video. Uh, I was painting today actually before I came up here, and my three year old she got her toy blow dryer and was helping me blow dry the canvas, thinking that she was actually helping me. You oh, know, she yeah. was just sitting there with her toy, acting <laughs> like she was blow drying the canvas yeah, while I was painting. Awesome. Yeah, that's I just invited all, invite all that. Did you see there was a story? And I I saw it Reddit this week. It was about there was some teacher somewhere. It was an art teacher at a school. And had like a it was like a third grade art class and was selling the kids arts as like a, like f- uh, cell phone case covers. No, I didn't see that. That's a really good idea though. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, I hope I, she kicks some of that money back. <laughs> that's smart. I mean, who who wouldn't want their own child's like art on the back of their cell phone? I don't think it was their own children though. Just, <laughs> just like loading it up to Etsy. Yeah, yeah selling just, it on yeah, mass. Just like ra- this random kids. Well, you gotta make money. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make money. That's that's my rule. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about the food that we <laughs> ate today. Uh, it's time for the smoking goose wah, wah. brunch breakdown. Smoking goose uh, located at four hundred seven Dormant Street. Uh, it's a high end butcher shop. Uh, they did a lot of charcuterie. Um, it is Valentine. It's almost Valentine's Day, and nothing says I love you like the gift of meat. So check out Smoking Goose. You pop in there. Right. That is. That's what they say. That's what they say. Uh, they sponsor us and they sponsor the brunch breakdown, which, uh, today's theme in your honor was, uh, inked. Um, uh, so everything on this menu was either, uh, skin or ink themed. So the, uh, I took the first course I did, uh, potato skins. Um, I threw a mix of, uh, sharp cheddar, gruyere cheese, had bacon jam on there and then a chipotle sour cream that was sauce those things was amazing i'm gonna demand bacon jam on all potato skins from now on right i want that shit on everything in general i feel like yeah like had a little bit of the sweetness to it like we're just like we were talking about how potato skins aren't all created equal you know what i'm saying like depending on which bar you go to like i've had some where they're just like they're bad oh yeah Yeah. it's like there's hardly any cheese on. You get one that has cheese on them. Or they're really thick in the potato, mm-hmm. and they're under-seasoned, so you just get, like, a lot of dry potato. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. It was just, like... It's rough out here. Where are you guys going? <laughs> <laughs> you could tell, yeah, like, they were all frozen or whatever, like... But then sometimes you go to a restaurant, and you get, like, a real... Like, I mean, you, you like, cut all those out of real potatoes, right? You didn't. Yeah, I didn't get the fake potatoes. <laughs> you didn't get those yeah. plastic potatoes? Nope. Those were handmade. Not this time. I learned my lesson. <laughs> the plastic potatoes. <laughs> handmade real potatoes. What yeah. is that? The sauce was really good, too. Thank you. And Thank the, you. Yeah, the sauce, sauce was And then what was that uh, cocktail you made? Uh, so I called it a grayscale limoncello shake-up. Uh, it was mezcal and limoncello in there, and then I mixed the lemon juice with activated charcoal, and so when you mixed it, it kind of got this like like black to gray kind of gradient. Earl effect. Gray, Earl Gray, sure. Mm. Man, what do you think about that drink? Man, it, that shit needs to be sold in Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> that, need, that needs to be everywhere. It was uh, refreshing. Yeah, it was really good. It, it, I, I could have had seventeen of those. I probably would have been. At, I probably had to stop at six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seventeen. Saying, we're not getting a podcast. Man, no, they were sneaky. So. Uh, <laughs> then uh for my dish uh, i did a crispy cornish game hen and waffles uh so a take on chicken and waffles um 
Uh, I think that was the first, may have been the first time since culinary school that I've actually cooked a Cornish game hen. There, there was a, there was a, I feel like there was a Cornish game hen one time and it got cooked all to shit. Oh. And, and we had just like, like a half an ounce of meat that we put on a salad or something like that. You yeah. like don't feed it. Can yeah. you tell us the difference between a Cornish game hen and a regular hen? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Cornish ones are tiny. Yeah. They're little. Oh, they're like small yeah. baby hens. Yeah. Baby hens? <laughs> baby hens? I don't know if they're babies. I think they might just be a different kind of like different kind of hen. What was your favorite part about the the Cornish hen? My favorite part mm-hmm. of it? Yeah. Why would you ask me that question? <laughs> You're the ghost. Oh man. Did you see my plate after? <laughs> no, why? Did you see my plate? Oh wow. <laughs> why are you putting me on the spot? Did he does he know? It was, I mean, I like the skin, and I like the waffle, <laughs> but I, at that point, I was already getting full mm, because... You couldn't eat a tiny bird? <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it did. It did. Look, I looked at everyone else's plate. It was like down to the bone, and then yours looked like a little kid that just smeared the food around <laughs> to make it look like <laughs> something that happened. <laughs> Okay, his mind was occupied by then. Yeah, I was, I was like, wait a second, I need to like calm down. I, I was full, like, like I was like this drink and this the skin, potato skin. I need to slow down. Yeah, my second course is done. Food. Yeah, this shit was scrumptious. Uh, uh, Zach. So then uh, the next one, um, I did, uh, I used squid ink. I made an orchetti, like a, a, a pasta. And then I had some uh, sauteed shrimp with a uh, beurre blanc sauce. I was really surprised about the pasta. It, it, all of it was really great. But I, I thought it would taste different or even have a different texture, mm. but it, it was really good. I was worried. So like the, the squid ink itself smells like fish. Yeah. And uh, not like, like terribly so, but enough but it definitely doesn't taste like it the same way. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But no, I was I was pretty happy with it. For this first time I like made the shaped pastas. They kind of did look like little rocks. Though. Yeah, like little <laughs> stretch was like, can we eat the rocks? <laughs> <laughs> the rocks are only for decoration. I told you that. Uh, and then uh, the dessert, I did a uh, blackberry chicharron cheesecake. <sighs> Which uh, I just kind of incorporated some like crushed chicharrones into the into the graham cracker crust, and then um, I mean you ate your dessert, so I feel like you got your. Well, I, I got a second win. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. That's the type of cheesecake I like, though. Like sometimes really when it's just that thick layer of mm. whatever it is, you know, it, it'd be kind of. It was yeah. very airy. Like, very it was very creamy, light. Yeah, yeah. it, it felt like. Like a New York style cheesecake. I don't even know what that like, like a really like dense that. one. Yeah, I'll, you, you don't yeah. like that. Was there whip? Was at, this is the question? Is there whipped cream on there? Did you? Put- it, it wasn't whipped. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was folded into. Like, but they all looked like like it looked like a cream a cream pie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you would know what that you know was like. <laughs> right there, guys. <laughs> we talked about this. We said we were going to say that. And then you just said it. We, we, need to sign. we need to sign on the wall. Yeah. Don't say cream pie. Mean, that was, that was recording. A break. Yeah. One, two, three, break. Yep. And he did it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a team huddle there. No, but it was so like, because like, I couldn't tell where the whipped cream stopped and the cheesecake started. Mm. That's how that's how whippy it was. 
It was well. It was so it was all like folded in, so it wasn't like there, there was, was a, no whipped cream layer. There, there wasn't like yeah. cheesecake and then whipped cream. It was like both of them together were kind of like folded up. Oh, so it so. was just a cheese cream pie. <laughs> was, All right, that's two. It was, uh, <laughs> oh, that's three. That's three. That's three. That's, you you got to set it. Uh, say it one more time to reset it. Well, three strikes, we're out. If we're doing baseball rules in this, this that time of year. So I, I actually consulted our baking and pastry uh, uh, former meat king. Mm. Uh, Bridget Haran Purcell, peace you be her? Up, peace be upon her. Yeah, uh, because I was just uh, wanted to make sure. And she talked me out of doing the New York style cheesecake. She said, "You want to do a no bake cheesecake, so you don't mess that crust up." There wasn't even baking involved with that. That was yeah, just that raw, was raw. <laughs> 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 <Wow>. Almost did it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> This is why I don't get tattoos. <laughs> See how they act? See how these people with tattoos act? Not me. <laughs> not me. We all know Zach's not going to heaven. <laughs> I'll be in line. Yep. I'm like, <laughs> I, yeah, it was whipped. If you got a tattoo, if you if you had to get a tattoo, what would you get? Jesus. Harder Brunch Summer Camp. <laughs> Can we get a Harder Brunch Summer Camp tattoo? Like, What, what, what does that entail? I mean, we've got an insignia. That right there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be actually... A Do you want to tattoo, tattoo us at summer camp? Oh, yeah, I'm done. Oh, we don't have a <laughs> tattoo artist for the summer camp book. Yet. Right. I we've got a Botox that. person. <laughs> Which is you got wild. a Botox person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Botox everybody's got a Botox person. Yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a bo- we're gonna have a Botox brunch. Where, okay, like you can come and get your Botox. I'll skip the needle, but <laughs> I'll go for the food. Can you tell that we? Can you tell that we've had severe Botox? Severe Botox. No, okay, I can't tell. Yeah, he's sixty. He's sixty five. <laughs> they, they must know what they're doing. We're very old. <laughs> Under these tables are just oxygen tanks, <laughs> electrodes just, making us move. I'm just held together with Botox. <laughs> <laughs> We're full of them. Why did we choose these bodies? Why did we choose these bodies? <laughs> and we've had millions of dollars of plastic surgery. <laughs> and we look like this. The, that surgeon is like hiding somewhere. Yeah. He's like on the run. Like we'll find him. <laughs> we want our bodies and our money back. That's funny. Man. <laughs> did you uh, did you watch any of the the Cat Williams uh, podcast? Yeah, I did. Man, I so I work at a wedding venue downtown, and we got All Star Week coming up. And uh, I guess Club Shay Shay is going to be uh, podcasting. Oh, and then, then they're having a party or whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like talking to everybody and I was just like, holy shit, like that's crazy, right? Club. And uh, nobody knew. It was like, is some girl named Shannon Sharp's going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And I was like, I looked around and I was like, oh, it's all white people. Nobody <laughs> knows. What any of this is. Shannon, she's pretty booked. So I know. <laughs> she's strong. <laughs> No offense, Shannon. You? <laughs> yeah, because if Shannon Sharp came down here, I would shake his hand like a firm handshake. We'd all get beat up. <laughs> no, we, 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 we can take him. Off, off. We got stretchers. 
Shannon Sharp looks like it stretched its steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Thank you. Thank you for connecting the yeah. dots. He, he, can, he probably can't stretch as good either. Yeah. yeah. Stretches like a diet, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pre-PEDs. <laughs> the stretch got a bunch of Botox. <laughs> He's all Botox. He's 90. 90 years old. Still wiggling. Do you do anything special for All-Star all-Star Week? Well, I got uh, a couple. I got an art show. Well, it's it's a collective of a, a different event. But mm-hmm. I'll be the only artist there, so I'm okay. trying to show out as much as I can. When and where? It's the 16th from 4 to 8. Um, little Coach, uh, um, Coach K, who owns Quality Control, mm-hmm. it, that's his son that's curating the event. Oh, cool. Yep, so uh, I'm expecting to have a good time and, you know, meet a lot of people. Nice. About to say, how many pieces do you bring to something like that? I'm gonna just try. I'm filling up the car. Yeah, <laughs> they, they told me to bring four, but I'm just bringing as many as I can, and they got to tell me to put some back. Yeah. Mm. Now, do you sell do you do you sell prints too, or only originals? I do sell prints, but I only make prints to the canvases that I get scanned because mm. that's how I get really good prints. I don't I don't want it to be like a average or poor quality print, mm. you know. So. Uh, some of the some of the canvases that I've had the most success with online, I finished the day of. I gave it like I gave a canvas to Adam Sandler. And oh Daniel yeah, Lillard. I yeah. saw that on Instagram. How did that happen? How did that come to be? Well, Stretch, uh, he helped me with the Adam Sandler, and he told me where he would be at, and so I just waited at the hotel after his show, and uh, he showed up, and he he gladly took it. Um, I had a couple people helping me with that, mm. and he was doing a. Um, multi-city type tour so he wasn't accepting any gifts oh so a lot of the people that i had help that's where they got blocked at right there Mm. they couldn't help me couldn't get past that uh, yeah he saw it and he took it i had to um stop him from taking the canvas to get a picture that's how quick he was trying to take it yeah so i felt good about that so are you like a huge Adam Sandler fan or how did that come like I, I am I try to only pick people that I'm actually a fan of because if I got to stare at you for almost a month you know yeah. I gotta you know somewhat like you yeah <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but I think everybody is in some way or form an Adam Sandler fan oh yeah Look, Zach and I were just talking this yeah. way I was like I was like <laughs> like when I was in high school it was like uh, Adam Sandler uh, Bob and Tom, ICP. It was like all this stuff that makes like sixteen-year-old kids giggle. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I remember like listening to like Adam Sandler's like like his albums, like the the comedy albums where you just do like the weird like sketches and stuff like that. My thing was the movies. Oh yeah, yeah. He it, even though they were comedies, mm-hmm. even because I painted the Water Boy, and the reason why I picked that is because there's a bigger lesson in that comedy. You know, mm. that you could be counted out and still. Win. And I know that might sound a little cliche because it is strictly Wait, a what, comedy. But what you're saying, Waterboy, there's like a deep meaning. Yeah, there's a deeper meaning in that to me. It is. Yeah, because he was counted out. He wasn't even supposed to play on the football Well, he was team. mentally handicapped, right? Mentally handicapped. But, you know, nobody really decides how far we could go besides us. You turned me around on this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, it's not funny. I continuously was against mentally handicapped people playing football. Did that movie piss you off originally? Like when you watched it, did you get upset that he turned it around in the end? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm more just against people with disabilities 
hitting their heads more. Oh, oh, it's good for them kind of angle. CTE. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> you you pulled it around. Okay. I'm against it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not pawns. You know, we're human if beings. you're for giving the mentally disabled CTE, then I don't know. Yeah. So you felt like it was kind of like a uh, almost making fun of mentally handicapped people oh it definitely was yeah it kind of was I don't even like the movies he had a bad stuttering problem I think, I, think they just, mom. I think they just kept it real vague you know yeah. they just kept it real vague like he's He's just, he's, he's different. No, you know? I no, mean, if you watch it again, you might change your mind. Yeah. Cause here's, they, 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 <laughs> kind of doing here's the thing. Here. I am like, like I love all, all types of people, you know, and that's why I'm not writing my book. Touch. <laughs> down. Uh, well, yeah. Touch down. I, I was talking like sometimes with comedians, we get these ideas. I was like, what if I wrote a book about mentally pe- handicapped people playing football? It was called touchdown syndrome. Where like they're just like a, a, addicted to getting touchdowns, you know. You could call it touched down, touch. Yeah, downs. Yeah, because like yeah. somebody being touched. You never know, that, that just went dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's uh, never mind. Fuck it. This, no, this, 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 this is gonna be what you call me up in a, a few days. Ago. Can you just take that part out? <laughs> yeah, take that whole middle part out. That whole middle part. No, I'll do that myself. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've gone on record <laughs> saying I love all types of people, and so it was. <laughs> But then it was like, yeah, who wants to watch? Not not watch that, but who wants to like, read that book? I think it's funny that you think that the tattoo is what's going to keep you out of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> my, my books are. <laughs> you should definitely read the audiobook version to your book. That would be interesting. I would love to do that. Yeah, I think everybody that has an audiobook should be doing it. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. This week on the After Brunch Podcast. I said on Sunday, hey, we're doing that After Brunch on on Wednesday. And Thad said, I have a show. I will not be there. I have a show. And I said, not a problem, man. We will. We'll get that. We'll get that taken care of. So then we booked two people. And then he came in and he saw everybody here. And he goes, oh, I had plenty of time to do this episode. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he debated about whether or not he was going to do part of the (laughs) co-hosting. I tried to talk him into it because I just wanted we're to see. We're just going to share the mic. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know how brother, how he thought it was going to work, but but now yeah. but now it's great because it really is a like a cuck chair situation where you have to like watch. That is just sitting in the corner <laughs> watching me do it. <laughs> watching me do a terrible job. Fuck his wife. Join us at patreon.com slash harder brunch. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, you, we were talking uh, uh, text messaging earlier, but you uh, touched on something you would have said about, um, you were talking about how um, uh, mental uh, wellness, uh, mental health was very important to you and that you were doing, you were doing something inspired by that or, or you were inspired by that. Um, uh, therapy. One, I found a really good therapist. I I honestly don't have. I'm kind of cutthroat when I 
meet new therapists, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll drop them quick. I'll even tell them mid-session, like, yeah, this ain't working out. We could just, you could go to your next client. Yeah. My, my wife is laughing because she saw it firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, outside of that, um, you're doing productive, having productive habits is very good for your mental health. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I gave myself new habits. Yeah. And that's helped a lot. Um, I, I think it does just being very self-aware because I like, yeah, I feel like there's certain people that I probably would be able to quickly, um, uh, decipher that this person's probably not going to be able to help <laughs> me based on their vibe. Right? Yeah. So what, what, are, what are, what is something that when you talk, talk to somebody that like clicks in the, the, the positive way? That's a good question. Um, I honestly don't have a recipe or things that I look at. I just listen to my gut. Mm. And yeah. usually it never fails me. The times that I go against it, I end up paying for it. I mean, so honestly, that, that sounds really smart because I feel like a lot of people stay in a suboptimal situation because they don't, they want to be nice or they want to like not, mm. I, I don't even know what it is sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like telling them right when you feel it, like, because at the end of the day, that's going to be most of it, right? The person you feel like you can connect with, like, yeah. I'm sure they all have expertise. But well, the therapist that I got, he we kind of really have nothing alike. We don't look the same. We don't talk the same. We don't like the same things, you know, but the energy is there. Mm. You know? Yeah, a lot of people doubt they're good. I, I, I'll be saying this a lot, but doubt is the devil. Like, that's, that's how the devil, could, you know, if you believe in a devil, that's how it got power over you if you doubt yourself. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, man... It's very interesting. I feel like talking about how uh, tattoos have changed. I feel like uh, mental health has come so far where like, you know, f- 15 years, like, I don't know. I feel like when I was a teenager or whatever, the idea of like uh, a man talking about therapy, especially black men, you know, like being able to like talk openly about going to therapy, about their mental health. Like, I'm so glad that that has shifted in the other direction where it's almost at this point now, it's almost like, oh, yeah, like, when you talk about, like, therapy, people are like, oh, I, I should be doing that. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, I stopped going, but I'm getting back, you know, and it was, it's like best practices almost. Like, I, and, and that was something that was like, man, I think about, like, like, my grandfather's generation went to World War II and came back, and then it was just like, just bury it all down deep inside. <laughs> and then you wonder why, you know, their heart explodes <laughs> when they turn 70. No, that's true. <laughs> explodes. That's definitely true. Uh, Therapy's good. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) (laughs) You should say more, though. (laughs) Talk more, please. Please. I mean, you know, therapists. I I really have nothing to say. (laughs) Have y'all taken therapy? I'll joke about a lot of things, but therapy is not something I make jokes about. Uh, I I I need to probably as an adult. Uh, I I went as I tell you some. Childhood therapy. Yeah. yeah. You did childhood therapy as an adult? <laughs> <laughs> it's half price. <laughs> he said, I want the therapy happy meal. Yeah, give me the kiss, man. <laughs> therapy happy meal. No, I this is a lot as a 10 year old. This is kind of embarrassing, but I, like I was such a, I was such a mama's boy. Um, my, my mom, uh, my mom got attacked when I was like eight years old. Like somebody yeah. broke in the house, picked up like a candlestick and tried to like bash her over the head with it. 
and then uh she got away um but when they came back with the police and stuff he like pulled out like a knife out of like the like like a butcher knife out it was gonna kill her and like you know whatever version of that they told me when i was eight years old was uh traumatizing you know to a certain degree so i grew up living with my grandparents and my mom my mom you know she's 26 she doesn't want to live with her parents so she got an apartment and so that felt like my parents got a divorce you know <laughs> like why don't we why don't you live with grandma and grandpa you know and so i never felt like comfortable or safe in that apartment and then she got attacked and uh, we moved back in with my grandparents for a few more years. And then she eventually bought a house and we moved out. And like, I just never felt safe. And I think it was probably subconsciously, you know, last time you moved out, something terrible happened, you know. So I was just always around my mom, like yeah. to the point where it got weird. <laughs> you know, She was like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to shut this door. Like you need to. You know, like, you can't sleep in my bed. Like, you're shaving, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, no, I was, I don't know. I was about 10 or 11 years old, and I remember we had to go to therapy. Like, And then she had her own stuff, obviously, work out, but we had to go. And um, like, and then I, that's also when I discovered that my therapist had a stack of Playboys in the basement. <laughs> so I'd be like, I have to use the restroom. I think I should go downstairs to use the restroom. <laughs> you guys have about an hour, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So these pages are sticky. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. So I guess I have double uh, different memories of therapy than maybe most people. Well, that's that's the one thing about trauma, man. A lot of sometimes we don't even remember what gave us trauma. We just our brain won't forget though, you know. I mean, it is wild like going to therapy and then getting sexual trauma. <laughs> as a kid. That's a lot. It wasn't that. trauma. No. It was, <laughs> I mean, then getting off every time you go to a therapist. I mean, I was at the age where if you just saw a naked woman, like that was, like, you would take that home for later. You know oh, what I'm saying? You're like, like take mental shots. Yeah. You're just taking like mental snapshots. Oh, okay. It wasn't like that. Okay, yeah. My bad. Yeah. We didn't have a, we didn't have a cell phone in our pocket with all the world's pornography on it. What do you plan on doing with your kids? Like when they go through puberty? Like, well, we we got one that went through puberty. Oh yeah, way. yeah, he's eighteen now. Oh wow, oh. neither of you, it. neither of you are old enough to have an eighteen year old kid. <laughs> well, we just look young, I guess. <laughs> Kids are like twenty five. Hmm? You're twenty five. <laughs> no, I'm thirty three. Oh yeah. Uh, so it, yeah, is that weird? With like, do you have to have like awkward talks about the, the cell phone? The hardest thing to me is that. You know, underestimating how much these kids already know. Mm. Like a lot of times, you're late to that talk. They already mm. know about it. You try and beat them to the talk. Yeah, it's like you really you should start before they're even ten. Mm. Like you should start super early because these kids nowadays know too fucking much. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. Uh, That's just my opinion. No, but, I mean yeah. that makes sense. I because like I I remember my mom gave me like the talk and she tried to be real like i think it just kind of accidentally like she wasn't planning on giving me the talk and then we just were there yeah and so she was trying to be real scientific and she's like you know uh when you when you when you become a man when you get excited you know your penis will become hard <laughs> and 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 you will uh ejaculate semen which will you know shoot out and you know impregnate women with and the first thing i thought of 
was an Indians game and bases were loaded and someone hit a grand slam and everyone stands up to cheer and gets excited and they just start ejaculating <laughs> everywhere. And I started crying and I was like, I don't ever want to be a man. That sounds terrible. Well, my, you thought it was like mama, uncontrollable <laughs> ejaculation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's crazy. No, my, uh, my mom used to show me full blown STDs on people to scare me. Like, I probably like I, on her friends and stuff. Like no, nah, just on the, on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you showed me that shit in person, I'd need therapy a lot earlier. Man. <laughs> look at your uncle. Do you end up like that? Is that what you want to be doing? Look at this. So look at his goddamn veins. <laughs> No, it wasn't like that, man. It wasn't like that. Okay. <laughs> it took me a while to have unprotected sex, though, because of stuff like that. <laughs> it took me a while to not use a condom. <laughs> I was... <laughs> hey, I'll just keep it real. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I did not want herpes, okay? Yeah. That shit looked uncomfortable. I was a teenager in the '90s, and I was, they they convinced everyone that you were going to get AIDS. <laughs> oh yeah, that, the '90s AIDS was everywhere. Oh yeah, it was those on like, water fountains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah, I do, th I do know that like you had your sex ed classes, and there was a lot of science in it, but it was very disconnected with anything, mm. you know? Because yeah, I had a very like the same thing. Like they made sure to not to tell you that you couldn't just get AIDS by touching people, but I had wild ideas about how you could get it. Like, oh, yeah. you'd kiss somebody and then you'd like worry about it. <laughs> really? And then like, it, it was stupid, right? There's yeah. no way. Like, you, even, should, you shouldn't open mouth people's sores, especially <laughs> the girl with AIDS. Yeah, I think you, they separate girls and guys, and they talk to them in different classes. I think that's the mistake. You you talk to everybody in one class. There's nothing hidden because now that you feel like there's extra information in there mm. as a boy that you're not getting like, oh, you don't need to know this. But actually, we, we do yeah. need to know this stuff. We, you know, we need, we do need to know what uh, tubes are and all that. The tube technology. The tube technology. <laughs> no, I went to I went to Catholic grade school. And so when they separated us, it really was like I, I remember they were like. They threw us like a stick of deodorant. They're like, you're going to start stinking. Put this on. And they were like, don't have sex till you're married. And that was about it. And then the women came out, like, or the women, the girls came out just shocked. Yeah. <laughs> they told them a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, they got, like, the HD videos. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they came, came out traumatized. Like, cartoon uh, Did y'all see the uh, Dave Chappelle episode <laughs> where he did sex ed? Mm. It was a principal. He said, if you want to teach the kids not to have sex and do it safe, have the principal and vice principal have sex in front of the class. And it was two old yeah. ass people rubbing each other. And met. It, all right, it, got, yeah. it got dark. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That would have worked for me. He was going through a hard time. Yeah, that would have worked. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bring them in the same classroom. No secrets. Because afterwards... You go like the guys are like, "Hey, what did you guys talk about?" And they're like, "Well, we'll we'll have to talk about it later. We can't talk about it here." And then and then it becomes a, a private conversation in the home, you know, like like, "Hey, come over and I'll show you what they showed us." And then all of a sudden, you're having sex. See, I think it's something more like you just can't trust the boys with some of the stuff. Mm. It's like really? in, well, it's like in PE when we had like archery and the girls got to do archery, but the boys had to do basketball for an extra week because they didn't want to give the boys all the bows and arrows. And I feel like that made sense. Wow. Like that was a good policy. So you're saying in sex, guys have the bows and arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that they just, you know, 
If you just throw, give them the deodorant and tell them to figure it out, you bought yourself another couple weeks. Because guys are going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, like the you, you give the girls all the information so that they can so be they can protect themselves. Yeah, so they can protect themselves. And, oh, yeah. that's, a, yeah. that's a strategy. Right. It's divide and conquer. I think they were just getting women ready for the real world. Like, you're going to need a bow and an arrow because these men are out here everywhere. <laughs> you can smell them by the deodorant we gave you. <laughs> we gave them special tracking deodorant to give wow. you a heads up. <laughs> so you know when they're coming. <laughs> That's what Axe is. What is... Uh, I'm trying to ask this delicately. Uh, what's, what's the weirdest... Body part you've ever have put a tattoo? Oh, I'll, on. I'll tell people no. I don't no, care, no. I'll, I'll send them out to somebody else. Yeah, that's not this is not how you get down. So it's no, like, it's, oh, you don't do like I want, I want my butthole tattooed. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck no. We got somebody at the shop for you. So I'll, I'll help you set that up. But no, I'm not doing it. So we're gonna need to find somebody else for our yeah, yeah, just like, dick tattoos. <laughs> I'm just doing a cover up of a butthole. It's like, yeah, we I got, got a, a nice one. female artist. Really it up. <laughs> That's terrible. So I have uh, one tattoo, and it was like a a joke. Well, it started off as a joke tattoo, uh, but like I had a friend who. Uh, Basically, he would always brag about like all these women that he had hooked up with, and so I was just like, "Man, if you, if you ever have sex with three women at the same time, I was like, I'll get a tattoo of your face on my ass. This, <laughs> this is my hero on it, right?" And then he did. He did. You he, don't got to show me either. He, you know, yeah. He and I, and and I I immediately backed out of it. Oh, okay, I, was just like, right. I was just like, no, I, I can't do that. I can't put my hero and. My buddy's face on there. But then his birthday rolled around and I was like, well, maybe if I just got his face on there, that would be pretty funny. And it, I feel like it was like at the height of like jackass and stuff like that. You know, it was just like, OK. And I'm like thinking like I never had to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I honestly, I forget that I have a tattoo most of the time. Most days I forget that I have a tattoo. But uh I would like you're I have, a good friend, man. You're I, you're a great friend. But I, I I have a whole bit about it. But uh, I was I was living down in Bloomington at the time, and like I told I kind of told the guy the tattoo artist the story, and like I brought him the picture, and like he's doing it, and like I just I didn't even think about the fact that like getting an ass tattoo meant that I was going to have to show my ass for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, like there was like such a like even like in the shop. Like, he's doing it, and it was, like, an open shop, you know? Yeah. So, like, people are just, like, coming in and looking at stuff, and I'm just asshole, you know, up in the air. And I'm just like, oh, man, there's, like, not a privacy curtain or whatever in here. And then <laughs> when we got done, he's like, oh, go shit. Like, he had, like, I don't, like two, like, like, like they were, like, hot goth, like, piercing chicks in there. And he's like, oh, go show them. And I'm just like covering my dick and balls you know and it's like here's my butt tattoo and i was like oh i didn't think this through at all like, this, is, uh, this is my life now man you could have thought about it in the parking lot and just live yeah <laughs> right where, well, where are your no-no zones for tattooing like where do you stop oh uh, uh, just for those wondering uh, <laughs> um i mean maybe that was a bad question men, men of course have more restrictions than women like you won't do a shaft no, no, hell no. I would almost say that is disrespectful if somebody be like, hey, uh, tattoo my dick. It's like, man, we can both go outside real quick. To fight? Yeah, probably. I don't oh. know. 
<laughs> what about Dick Root? What about the, this is the nah, side of the room? close. That's <laughs> not even close to that. We got to be. Man, uh, we're never going to give these hard and rush tattoos. Yeah, you might, you might have to cancel that one. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> had to compromise a lot on this vision. You got to be by the belly button, man. That's where I'm, that's as low as I'm going. Yeah, you, you don't do the pubic area for Tramp them. steps and by belly buttons, man. That's about it. <laughs> Will you do the, do the butt cheek? Uh, nah. 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 Now, girl butt cheek. I've done it a couple times, but honestly, man, a lot of people don't even want to get tattoos like that. It takes a special type of person. When he says special no kind of person, <laughs> no he, he looked at me. He looked at me like I had touchdown syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gonna be good at football. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> a special type. Man. What? <laughs> Have you ever done the stomach? Oh uh, yeah, I've, I've tattooed. I don't know how many tattoos I've done, but tattooing has always been my main thing. Every job I had came second. I done called in and quit jobs over mm. a little next to nothing. You know, like yeah, tattoos always came first. I mean, and there, there's so, I, I'm 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 very jealous because that's like a, it's such a skill that I like the idea of, you can stack your money by your hustle. You know what I'm saying? And like almost immediately, it's not like people aren't paying you, typically paying for tattoos. Like, and you know, I'll send you a check in two weeks. You know, yeah. like <laughs> like you do the work and then you get paid for it. So like I feel like you can be a little bit more of a master of your own destiny. You know, like. I feel I guess stand up comedy is kind of comparable to that. Like, if you can get those bookings, you can go out and well, you you prove with your work. You know, it's a meritocracy, mm. and I think that's the same with tattoo. If you sucked at tattooing, people would stop going to you. Well, it's crazy is people are there's some people that are not good at all, and they stay stay busy. Mm. You know, art is one of them things to where what? Yeah, I'm for real. That doesn't make any sense. Shout their names out. But, no, it does, no, it does make do sense. That. It does make sense because you know for a fact that there's comedians that stay busy that we don't. Yeah, you mean maybe they just have a lot of friends and family members. <laughs> well, well no, I mean, just, you can be bad good at marketing. Yeah, and you can be a better marketer than you are at your craft and outperform somebody who's a genius but, who can't promote themselves it's one thing to go to a bad comedy show it's another thing to get something permanently inked on your body well you know comedy shows the one thing they have in common is majority 80 percent or more of the crowd is already drunk <laughs> you know so like they, they might laugh a little bit more at something compared to if they were sober they might just be stone-faced but since they've been drinking they're having a good time in the right environment you yeah. know oh yeah i also feel like you're invested to like want to be in on liking like your tattoo that's what i'm saying because you 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 got it right like if, uh, <laughs> like if you go, you go to a or do, do people do people freak out a lot or no there, they don't but it's almost the same as going to a barber that's not good that some people don't know what a straight line looks like mm. you know they really don't i feel yeah. like i mean i feel like a consultate like if you show me something like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna draw this exactly like this and put it on your body and I don't like the way this looks. We're gonna have to have a couple more conversations, you know. Like I feel like that's the point where you're just yeah. like, right, right, yeah. I, I agree. I feel like I, I wouldn't get to the point. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess the problem is you get the work done, and you're like, that did not look like the thing that you showed yeah. me. Uh, yeah, I, I have a friend. He he has like a, a angel 
And like it looks like this get, angel's head is getting smashed in, <laughs> <laughs> in the worst way. Does he, does he in like the, the tattoo? Way? Yeah. Does he like it? The tattoo? I mean, it, I don't know if he likes it. It's uh, we laugh when he shows it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that just becomes part of his personality. Yeah. And, and so, but like, if I, I'd be like that guy. Who was that? So I don't go to him. Yeah. No, nah, it's it's not like that. You know, a lot of people, uh, there's so many reasons why people do stuff out, even Man. outside of tattooing. Some people do it just to be part of a crowd. Man, I would need you to shout out some bad, not now here on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but if I ever do want to get a tattoo, don't let me go to <laughs> Billy Bob upside down face. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just come to the artistry room. Everybody there is good. Everybody's that, that's a good shout out. Yeah, we got 19 artists all together. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, 19, including apprentices, and the apprentices are amazing. Like, even down because I was actually fortunate enough to uh, be part of the interviewing process for some of the apprentices. Oh, that's cool. And some, it was kind of hard because some of these apprentices were really talented. Like, one in particular that just started, she could draw better than me, mm-hmm. you know, and I draw every day, and she could oh. still draw better than me. She just, Hasn't tattooed yet. Yeah. Now, are there? You said there are some people that you work with that will do butthole tattoos. Yeah, there, there are a couple, probably. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a poll when I go. To <laughs> I'll put it in the group chat. <laughs> you think you have to sacrifice quality if you're going to get a butthole tattoo? Like, you're not going to get as many like people that you know they do that to be competitive. They might not be good, but they'll do a butthole tattoo. Oh, uh, some you, people you, just got lower standards. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> some people things are going right in their life. No, I want the the. I don't want a butthole tattoo. By no, the way, Philly, uh, <laughs> somebody actually did that at a tattoo. Philly, uh, I just went to Philly. Um, I got first place best canvas too out there. I hey, felt nice. good about that. There was yeah. a lot of good competition in there, but there was a thousand and forty seven booths wow. in this convention center and all the booths were tattoo related or something vending for tattoos any any one best painting there was uh almost 40 people that entered and i got first place but somebody got their asshole tatted and Uh, and entered it into a competition so they was on stage and showed the whole crowd the tattoo and i was kind of shitty i even saw it but (laughs) yeah what was it it was a face it was a sideways face On the like, there was, was it was the a hole? face sideways. The hole was the eye. The eye? No, it was or like the mouth. The mouth. No, no! <laughs> you can't make the, the hole the mouth. mouth. And it was a sideways face, so the forehead on one cheek and the chin on the other cheek. Man, yeah, it it was disturbing. I mean, maybe I could see like getting like a Homer Simpson or something down there. <laughs> Man, this nah, is why I'm going yeah. to heaven. They want to get shocked about you. This is what tattoo that all leads to the butthole. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. First, you just getting your friend's face tattooed on your butt. Then you're getting your friend's and holes tattooed on your face. And then you get an ass. With a sideways face with a mouth hole being the booty. Before that we, sounds like sin. Before we go, can I ask a really dumb tattoo question? Oh, there's no dumb question. Uh, do you have to use a different color ink if someone has really dark skin? It, the ink does matter if... Uh, if it's somebody that's really dark, do yeah. you use a lighter ink or how? What like what do they? What the, do? the brand makes a difference. Mm. Yeah, it's the brand. Brand. Yeah. What's the best brand of ink? I or like you to say? triple black. That's what triple I use. Triple black. Yeah. It's a. Uh, 
and tens. It's the blackest of the black. Yep. They actually, uh, one of the tattoo artists I look up to, he has a big YouTube channel, and he had five of the most popular inks and did the same tattoo on one person. Oh, wow. In the same area and got to document the healing, and it was number one. Do you uh do you ever do uh like cover up tattoos? I do if it's easy to cover up because mm. I'm too particular. If yeah. I think I'll see a little bit of it in the background, that that's the type of shit that keeps me up at night. Mm. You know? Well, yeah. I figured also like if you're doing something where you know you want your artwork to be the main focus of something, then like trying to incorporate that just to cover up something else seems like it might be in conflict with that. So yeah, well, I, I look at a lot of tattooing as for the client though mm. like i post the stuff that i want people to come to me for yeah like to get but ultimately though this art is for other Them. people you know wow it's well it's and i i guess i kind of equate that to like cooking like in culinary school a lot of people like come out with these attitudes like i'm the chef I, i'm gonna put this dish out it's supposed to be taken in like this if you don't like it they've like, been watching too much gordon ramsay yeah yeah, yeah 100%. gordon's my uncle man. I, love, I love that <laughs> kitchen nightmare but like when you get out into the real world there there is a uh, somewhat of a trade-off of just like whatever man if you want to put ketchup on your steak <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what you like a well-done steak with ketchup like who am i to tell you not to eat it that way you know yeah people be talking about me because i like all my shit to be well done well done yeah they be calling it beef jerky and shit <laughs> it's like man it's still a steak yeah. all right not a good one <laughs> <laughs> man i'm glad we did not make I'll you use, any steak tonight <laughs> I'll, I'll use ketchup though i don't use ketchup <laughs> can you drop a beat for me there sauce piles uh, Rob, thank you so much for being on the program thank today. Thank that was a lot of fun having you. Uh, where can people find you and follow everything you're doing on social media? Art by Rob Sloan, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and dot com. Um, the Artistry Realm Tattoo Shop, the Art Connect Studio, uh, Instagram also, our Art Connect Show. Uh, we're doing a lot this year, so y'all stay tuned. If somebody, uh, like, if somebody listens to that this week. And they go to your Instagram and they're like, oh man, I want to get a tattoo. Like how quickly, how how far ahead are you booked? Uh, it depends. It, it kind of changes, but there is a link on my bio to go to my website and you can book directly through that because nice. I'm not the best at responding. Okay. Yeah, so I, sometimes I take a while to respond, but my assistant, my beautiful assistant, <laughs> she'll, she'll get to you a lot quicker than me. Daddy's Jay. You can find me at Fab McKee. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. <laughs> Zach Rowan? If you got $3, then you can have an extra episode every single week. That's on our Patreon at patreon.com backslash harder brunch. Special special guest uh, helper today, Stretch. You can find me at... uh Meat cake competition, February twenty fifth. Follow the money, boy. baby. Follow the money. Be Let them know the alley boy. Uh, yeah, he's going to be one of our celebrity judges again. Very excited. Which is a for coveted it. spot. So many people ask me for that. Yeah, stretch. You're lucky that we mess with you because <laughs> you know how easy it would be to replace you. Right now. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> That man means business. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Next time you see us, uh, Zach's going to have a lot more face tattoos. <laughs> 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 and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.